The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jackie Weaver is the chief officer of the Cheshire Association of Local Councils. In December 2020, she acted as facilitator at a meeting of the Hanforth Parish Council. Since a recording of the meeting went viral in February 2021, Jackie has found herself catapulted to fame. And she's with us here just now. How are you today? I'm very well. Has anybody ever said to you before, you sound just like the announcer for Love Island? Do I? Ian Sterling. I think we're probably from a similar area. But the tone is the same. You know, <laughs> way of, I was sort of having this flashback. Not that I've ever been on Love Island, but uh, yeah, it was um, yeah surreal. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was the prequel to the events of the video we've all seen? I mean, was there something that built up to that? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, n- no meeting, um, no matter who the personalities are, go from... Not to 500 like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, the, there was a history going back at least two years. Mm. Um, and the, the frustration for, um, you can see there's two factions. Um, for the, um, the karma faction, um, was that actually the, um, the chairman had unilaterally suspended the clerk. So they had no clerk. Uh, the chairman refused to call any meetings. Um, so they are members of the organisation I work for, Cheshire Association of Local Councils, um, and we're there to help kind of solve problems for councils. So they asked if we'd facilitate the meeting when two councillors called it. And the whole point of the, the, the kind of um, escalation of, of not whatever was around the, the chairman and his two colleagues being mm. determined the meeting was going to take place. Yeah. And how have you processed your rise to fame? <laughs> well, I don't think of it as a rise to fame, so <laughs> that kind of helps. Um, I, I, it's so difficult to um, to explain how mm. incredibly busy I've been um, without sounding like poor me. <laughs> and so in many ways, you process what's happening. Mm. So it's only now, sometimes I look back on things and think, goodness, did I really do that? Yeah. But at the time, it was just part of what I was dealing with. Yeah. And you say you've been very busy. Is that because of council stuff or because of all the requests you've had since? Oh, both. Um, I mean, the... <sighs> 
I, I look back in my diary um, sometimes if I'm, if I'm preparing for a presentation or something and hmm. um, about what it is that I've been doing. And I'll look at it and I think, good grief. <laughs> you know, because um, a lot of the stuff is in the media. So a lot yeah. of people see that. But a lot of stuff isn't in the media. So that, you know, I get lots of invitations to talk to organizations of women, um, you know, kind of talking about how you cope with difficult situations, that mm. kind of thing. Um, and also um, a lot of um, stuff with students, not just political students. A lot of it is with political students, you know, interested yeah. in system, et cetera. But also young people, um, which students tend to be, yeah. um, just wanting to, to kind of find out more about local government and how it's different because it is different from national government. Yeah. Although the meeting video was quite hostile and maybe not a nice thing to go through in the moment, are you in a way glad that it happened because of all these opportunities to bring awareness it's created? And that's a really good question because um, I was at a council meeting the other night there and, and a lot of um, uh, people invite me to kind of like their annual meeting because mm. it brings along more people. Yeah. And, and somebody said to me, you know, when the media, you know, kind of knocked on the door, why did you answer it? And I thought, well, I couldn't imagine not doing. I mean, if mm. you think about my, my career, which did start earlier than two years ago, <laughs> 25 years working in local government, the town and parish council, and so few people still know about them, even mm. though there's one in almost every um, parish or every town in the country, yeah? Yeah. Um, and so we work very hard and have done, not, not just me, but colleagues and also our national body, at promoting them, mm. but with very little take-up of, of you, know, uh, you know, interesting, um, you know, schemes and um, promotions that we do don't get much, much traction. So when you have the press knocking on your door saying, tell me something about local councils, who wouldn't open the door? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. The only thing I would say is, though, that I, I kind of thought it would last a day mm. or a weekend or maybe the week and at a push of the month. Yeah. And it's, it's been that constant adjustment, um, you know, kind of thinking nobody will be interested next week. Um, and yet it would appear people still are interested. Yeah. And this is a bit of a geeky thing, but I wonder if voting turnout in council elections went up as a result of the video. We won't know that yet. Mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll know that in May. Um, and um, certainly in, in Cheshire, we have um, all-out elections in May. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, nationally, it will be the year after. Mm. Um, so it will be difficult to tell. But I guess for me, one of the things is about how many people are, are even just engaging in any way, and that is even turning up to council meetings. And there are definitely more people turning up to council meetings, not just because I might be there. Yeah. It, it, it is genuinely more about, well, she was interesting for a bit, but now let's look at, you know, is there some legacy here or stuff that we should be involved in? Do you say yes to every opportunity that you're asked to do? My default position is yes. Mm. If, it, if it's possible, my default position is yes. Um, but there have been some media things that have turned down. Oh. Kind of, and not many, <laughs> because any, any TV um, particularly, no, no offence to radio, mm. um, but any TV kind of um, appearance is invaluable yes. in terms of notion. 
Um, but um, somebody did approach me with um, a great idea they had for a program they wanted to pitch, which was around um, the healing process between mm-hmm. Alid and myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's just not going to work. Um, <laughs> And just to clear something up from the video, who was the older gentleman on Alid's iPad? Was he a council member too, or was he just hanging around? Um, kind of neither. He's mm. Alid's dad. Oh. Counselor. One would almost think he was his carer, but um, <laughs> he's his dad. So should he have been there? No. <laughs> well, yes and no. Mm. He'd every right to be there as a member of the public. Mm. Um, but I would certainly, I mean, had any councillor said to me, is it okay if I join a council meeting remotely and have my husband, wife, daughter, son, whatever, sitting next to me? And I would have said no. Mm. Uh, you know, you really should be separated. Um, and clearly, you know, there was no separation. I mean, the fact that you're asking the question, was he a counsellor, mm. you know, kind of um, pays testament to that. Yeah. Um, not obvious to the outside world who, you know, who he is and what he's not. Yeah. And how did you feel after the meeting? Did it feel like that was a really dramatic thing that happened and it's going to be life-changing? Or was it perhaps just another thing that happens in a meeting? Oh, somewhere between the two. It was a very unpleasant meeting um i, I mean I, I, I i'm not a snowflake by any means mm. i'm kind of used to people feeling um, very strongly about something and really getting kind of enthusiastic and angry about you know putting forward their views yeah it doesn't happen all the time but it, it you know by, by their very nature you know you want people who care um about the subject to come together so mm. you know there's going to be um, arguments from time to time. But that was particularly unpleasant. So, you know, and, and I knew it was going to be. I think that's the other thing, is mm. that normally I wouldn't have done that meeting. Um, I have two colleagues in the office who are lovely, lovely people, perfectly competent to do something like that. But I knew that it was going to be really unpleasant. Yeah. So I had to do it myself. Um, and I was glad I did. But for me, it was about what was the point of the meeting. The point of the meeting was to make it happen. Mm. We went into the meeting, I wasn't even sure I could get them there because of the you know, kind of game of chess we were playing. Um, so at the end of it, I just felt great. Because what happens after the, the debacle at the beginning is that it settles down to be a perfectly ordinary council meeting. Mm. Nothing to see. You know, yeah. talking, um, no parking at the station and stuff, you know, and mm. housing like that you know interesting stuff for that local community yeah and i probably don't say very much for the rest of the meeting busy taking the uh, busy taking the notes i suppose that's the thing most people have only seen a short highlights video of all the dramatic stuff before it goes back to normal and that happens at the beginning Mm. you know so that there's there's then um a nearly an hour and a half of meeting after that where it was a bit like watching paint dry <laughs> you know, because it's not my area. I'm I'm not passionate about Hamforth as an area. I don't live mm. there. Um, so you know, I was kind of there just taking notes at that point. And you know, if they if they wanted to ask any procedural questions, I could have answered them. But then the other thing, of course, people don't kind of appreciate is that the meeting itself took place in in December, mm. and it doesn't go viral till the beginning of February. Yeah. No, I've never given it another thought. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So how did you react when you found out it went viral? My knowledge of social media is better now than it was. Yeah. Not implying it's good, but it's better now than it was. And somebody, um, a colleague of mine, um, texted me at something like nine o'clock at night to say, you know, what, kind of like what I call an excited text message, you know, yeah. lots of emojis, saying, you're trending number three. <laughs> and it meant absolutely nothing to me whatsoever. Nothing. Wow. So then a bit later, even more to excited emojis, you're trending number one. Well, trending number three didn't mean very much. Just changing the numbers wasn't going to make it any different. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll ask a young person. They, they know what <laughs> So I, I, um, I texted my son and said, you know, apparently I'm trending number one. Hmm. And he just said, don't worry about it, Mom, that might not be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought, okay, fine. And, <laughs> and I gave it another thought. Until the next morning. And the next morning, um, we had a, a, a very polite um, and you know, nicely formed queue um, mm-hmm. of media representatives lined up outside the house waiting for interviews. And they always do the same thing. They always send the young nicest looking person <laughs> on would you mind please my boss has asked me to <laughs> do an interview I think like, yeah, yeah no problem I'm thinking I don't want to talk about mm. you know, the hand force video. What hand force video? Mm. Because, you know, as far as I was concerned, um, the descendant was So did you have to watch the video yourself to find out what they were on about? No, I was a bit sneaky. I just listened to what they said and they told mm. me what it was about. So I just <laughs> commented on it after that. And that made the second interview easier because I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> So did you watch the video back eventually? Eventually, yes, but there wasn't time at that moment to say, could you just wait while I go and watch the video and find <laughs> out what we're talking about? Yeah. But uh, I caught up quite quickly. 
Yeah. And I think the most exciting thing of that morning was like finding out Jackie Weaver's on Women's Hour in about an hour. That was an impressive booking at the time, I remember feeling. So did you have tons of emails that morning? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) I I mean... I'm one of those people who, from a work perspective, really does like to try and clear my clear my desk. Okay, mm. I haven't dealt with anything, but I've at least filed it in the right place. I'm quite organised. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, um, every form of communication with me was absolutely full. Mm. So, home phone, um, um, my personal phone, text messages, messenger, which I never use. <laughs> what what even is that? Mm. Um, everything, um, even to the point that. Um, some enterprising people had sent couriers to hand deliver stuff because they <laughs> from Manchester. Wow. And I, I'm still thinking, there's an unrealness to it. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's you don't have time. Or I certainly didn't feel like, I, mean, I could have taken time, but I didn't, I guess. Mm. You don't have time to really think about what is happening, what is the significance of this. Um, because apart from anything else, it was that kind of like, well, great, you know, some media attention, able to talk about town and parish councils, able to talk about the public, because I was quite, I felt I was quite good at changing the narrative from, isn't that an awful meeting to, yes, but most of us do fabulous stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just thinking, well, you know, buckle up, this will be, you know, a couple of days at best, and then your your history. What about the other people that were in the meeting? because it was complete silence from them, really. I don't know if they've done anything since. They have done lots of interviews. Mm. Um, certainly there was um, a lot of abuse hurled away of anyone trying to interview the um, the Allard household. <laughs> Um, the, the chairman um, put out a statement um, about how he, he'd been victimised or something. Mm. Um, and eventually, the, the councillors, um, because they, they wouldn't know how to um, how to respond, and um, you know, kind of um, eventually um, kind of formulated a response to to what was happening. Yeah. Do you think the meeting would have gone differently if it was in person instead of on Zoom, or not really? It would, of course, have gone. differently differently, um, but I, I, I suspect it would have been uncontrollable in person. Mm. Because I, um, I, I think the level of violence that has been demonstrated by, by Alan before, mm. such that the only thing you could do would be close meeting down for people's safety. Mm. And that, that, yeah, that was totally contrary to what we were trying to achieve, just having a meeting. Yeah, so it was quite good that it was on Zoom then. Yeah. Because maybe some people would assume that maybe because it's on Zoom and people have been locked down their anger is up a little bit but I guess was that anger already there yeah, you know, that, that, that kind of um, hostile behaviour yeah. um, had been prevalent for two years it, the, the behaviour from those three councillors, one of them in particular was... with all these opportunities that you've had, is there something you haven't been asked to do that you would quite like to do? Oh gosh um, yeah I'd like to do Desert Island Discs Ooh. Um, that would be really good. Um, and I'd also like to do, um, oh gosh, it's gone out of my mind completely. One, Ben Shepherd and the Machine. Tipping Point. Tipping Point. Yeah, like yeah. to do this. What about Strictly? Because they're announcing that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I would not like to do um, strictly simply because it it really from what from what you hear um, it takes up so much of your life. Mm. And one of the things I've been able to do, Touchwood, is actually maintain some form of 
normality in my life by continuing to work. Um, and I think that, that for me has been an enormous help. It, it really is a reality check. Mm. You know, it's um, you know sometimes you can get swept away with the um, the kind of media attention. A lot of people telling you you're really fabulous, mm. and eventually you start to think, mm, yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not good for anybody. Yeah, um, being at work um, takes you takes you back to reality. Um, but although I cannot tell you what it is, mm. I did do something that will be on Channel Four in. September. Oh, going to air just after the Wake Off on Channel Four. I'm trying to think what that would be. Is it anything that we know the name of? No, no, it isn't. I can't guess then. You, you wouldn't be able to guess. Um, and it, it was a reality. It is a reality show. Mm. Um, it involved being away from home for a month to film. Ooh. So it's quite big. That sounds like an exciting premise. <laughs> Probably the scariest thing I've ever done. (laughs) I suppose there is a danger of doing too much stuff, isn't there? So I suppose maybe the stuff you'd quite like to do, but you just have to say no to, because otherwise you wouldn't have time for anything else. I think part of the legacy of lockdown um, is is people's um, willingness to accept virtual meetings. Although Mm. because of changes in legislation, we can't use virtual meetings for council meetings. Um, but we can for all sorts of other things. So whereas I used to spend an inordinate amount of work time literally driving round the um, Cheshire and the northwest of England to meetings, I don't do that anymore. Mm. Most of those meetings are done virtually, so that frees up a lot of time that I wouldn't normally have. And the same with training. So yeah. we do a lot of training for councillors, which again used to be a lot of travelling. doesn't mean that anymore. We do it virtually. So that's been a really helpful legacy. So I, I do get to kind of do both. So what I try and do is kind of balance media stuff um, because ultimately if nobody knows your name, nobody's going to invite you anywhere. Yeah. With the other stuff that you don't hear about, which is things like um, the um, invitations to speak at student unions and things like mm. that. Um, I, I, I did a keynote presentation to the um, Open University um, PGM wow. a while ago. Things like that that you know, are, are really great places to meet and a whole new audience of people to talk about local councils with rather than yeah. constantly talking in our own um, echo chamber about local councils. Yeah. And is there anything else coming up that you're allowed to talk about? Oh, gosh. Um, what have I got coming up? No, no, really. <laughs> Um, I kind of do a regular um, paper review for um, talk radio. Mm. I quite enjoy doing that. That's quite fun. Um, but at the moment, no, diary is pretty empty of media stuff at the moment. Mm. I think it's been well before the September storm. Yes. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you and follow you in places? You'll find me um, at Jackie Weaver on Twitter um, and LinkedIn, of course. And, yeah. um, those are the two that I focus on anything else I just come on I don't have time <laughs> well many thanks for joining us today it's been great to talk to you and we'll see you on the telly next month yeah but it won't be Love Island <laughs> <laughs> ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.